Hello everyone, welcome to the Optimism Vision podcast today. I'm joined by the amazing Talina from Allergies and Bold. And uh, we've had a few technical hiccups, we got there in the end. Um, we finally settled on the video call format um, for a multitude of reasons, but um, here we are. Um, Talina, if you'd like to introduce yourself, I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Thank you, yeah, I hope you are too. But thanks for having me on your podcast as well. I've been following your page for a while now. So, and obviously spoke to you the other day, so it's great opportunity to be chatting to you today obviously hearing your story as well um but yeah a bit about myself hi i'm Talina Halton i'm 16 and i founded allergies involved around december 2019 and it's primarily a platform where i raise awareness for anaphylaxis which i'll touch on a little bit later through animation blogs and podcast features and also shining light on those within the allergy community such as founders of free from brands um, other amazing advocates and campaign hosts just really sharing what I've and others have experienced and offering personal material which medical professionals may not necessarily provide. Um, what provoked me and was like the catalyst for me sharing my personal experiences, and it wasn't something that happened within like a day or two. I'm always wary of the amount of content that you put out there. And obviously we spoke the other day about putting your face out there and um, opening up online. Uh, social media isn't always a nice place to be, but it's, um, I feel that, the passion dominated the reserved and shy personality that I had. Um, and yeah, I encountered a few challenges with my allergies, but more so within the, the first couple of years wasn't a major thing, but after that it sort of ramped, ramped up a bit. But yeah, like I say, if opening up and sharing my personal experiences will help others, then surely that's worth it. Definitely. So from what our listeners will be hearing is you've already had such a big impact on the scene for people with allergies and it's clear from everything that you put out that it's very very close to your heart and it is a massive passion of yours which of course is a driving force for a lot of young people um so the reason why i wanted to sort of have you is primarily like my first interview on my podcast was you come across as someone that's very very optimistic and the idea that you are definitely accomplishing these things that you envision is everything that i kind of want the optimistic uh, vision or the optimism vision page to stand for um, so that's amazing to hear about your background and things and your own inspirations you've kind of rolled that all into one um, what does having an optimistic vision mean to you and was this something that um, I highlighted to you or may I believe you had it already definitely like we've mentioned this before um, maybe you just weren't as aware of it but what does having an optimistic mindset mean to you I think you're right with the way that you said that you highlighted it to me. I feel like I, I knew that I had to change the way I approach things and perceive things, especially when I was facing a few challenges. But um, coming across your page, that really pushed me into like saying to you, know, you've got to actually like make a step and move forward with it. But I think having an optimistic vision is so important and something that is overlooked. And if you're facing challenges, whether it be medically related or not, it can make a massive, massive difference in the way you respond to challenges. But to put it into a medical context, if I had a reaction and consequently felt frustrated by it, how would that improve my approach going forward? Like it wouldn't. So I think the way you view situations and your uh, perspective and vision, it can reflect on your physical well-being. So, yeah, I think that if you find a way of responding to these challenges and changing and shifting your mindset, it can really make a difference in the way you approach things in the future. Definitely. And it's one of those things, how you mentioned there, that you're going to have like physical um, attributes linked to it, not all of them positive. And that's something that is very um, 
close to what I study and things like that. And of course, we've had that conversation before about how I may be a couple of years ahead on your preferred educational pathway. Um, and the idea that you're already thinking about that is absolutely insane. And it's really, really cool to um, hear it from someone that's maybe a bit more prepared for it than I was at your age, which is very, very cool. Um, I wouldn't so, go that far. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you are already. Just, just that's the thing. Like, an optimistic vision is believing that things are going to get better. Like, I've had a, quite a few people that have said to me, like, oh, it's just like a rebranded think positive. And it's not because yeah. it takes a lot less effort to think positive than to actually do positive. And that's one of the key messages I'm trying to put out. And I believe you're doing the same with people with allergies. Like, the idea that yes you can overcome them and it's something that doesn't define you which is a key message from your platform which is amazing but the idea that it's not stopping you and you can do everything that you want to do with these supposed setbacks which if anything it's just another hurdle that you can climb over yeah definitely of course and i know i want to touch on like your 100 mile run for teenage cancer trust which is a brilliant cause and amazing achievement like that would have required a lot of mental resilience from yourself so i think you doing that is so influential and so inspiring to people like myself when I first came across your page. Seeing that you've done that and putting all of this content out about the optimistic uh, attitude and vision, that is so inspiring. So I think that you are a great example for that. Thank you. And that's something that um, you can agree with that, like when you touched on us putting our faces on our page, it's breaking yourself out of that comfort zone. I, prior to school, I hated running at school. And that was something that I saw online that I was like, ah, I'll give it a go. Um, with the fallout of COVID, I had a lot more spare time. I, I was furloughed from my job, um, working a temporary job. So it wasn't anything serious. And I was like, yeah, let's go for it. At like 1am in the morning on a night shift. And then woke up and was like, hang on, 100 miles is... 160 <laughs> kilometers you know so that what yeah. you think as a sports student i'd know the difference um i blame it i blame it on lack of sleep but um <laughs> yeah it was it was something that i grew a lot as a person like and it also gave me a chance to put out content every day which you know there, there was obviously internal motivations behind that but externally i can't believe how many people got behind that uh, how many amazing people i had the chance to have a conversation with like yourself um and all in all, we raised just over £400. Uh, I got incredibly yeah. fit over that month. I, like, you don't believe how much that I noticed my skin getting better. Um, I was sleeping better. The benefits to exercise, to regular exercise, um, is, is amazing. And it's something that I put into my studies as a sports science student. But, um, yeah, the fact that I could inspire people through that journey as well was yeah. um, so humbling, but so amazing at the same time. So um, yeah, I'm glad that cool. you enjoyed keeping up with my journey on that. That was so cool. Yeah, definitely. I know that, I don't know if I should re like reveal this, but you're doing something else, including your brain as well. I am, um, yeah. And you're documenting that, which I think is really cool. Yeah, so I, I can let people know about that. So I've been looking for a new challenge. Um, like I said, I'm a very competitive person. I like having something to aim towards. And COVID has kind of put that on the back burner. You can't really commit to anything long term. And so in November, I'm intending to run at least 60 kilometers, which works out about 37 miles. I've already done the maths just to make sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Works out to be about 37 miles for uh, November, which raise awareness for particularly men's health um, and men's mental health. And some of the stats, I won't, I won't dampen the mood, but it's something that needs to be talked about. Um, some of the stats are pretty appalling. 
and that's definitely something I'm looking forward to running. Um, and like I said, it keeps myself fit as well. So if you just need an excuse to do something, do it for the right reasons um, and everything else will fall into place. So yeah, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's very cool. That's a great like, attitude to have as well. And it's something that I'm interested in doing as well because we spoke before about like sharing the interest in sport and sport science and going into uni. Um, and yeah, I think that running, like you say, it improves your mental state as well, as well as your physical. So it's definitely something that I'm interested in doing more of in the future. Nice. Um, so for yourself, though, you, you're a very keen tennis player, well-traveled tennis player. Um, and of course, I would love to link it back to the sport aspect of it. And um, basically just the idea that, so first of all, you, you do have quite a few allergies. You're pretty high up on the list when it comes to uh, top scores. <laughs> and um, to put it lightly so this definitely has had a big impact on your life and your hobbies I suppose as a child sport being one of them but um after listening to your appearance on the Make and Tame podcast with Daniel Kelly which was brilliant guys if you haven't listened to it check it out um available at all the same places as to be available um and the idea that it was a lot of your allergies were exercise induced um and I I've said to you yesterday I feel like we we try not to repeat ourselves completely uh, but the idea that I had, as a young teenager, I had hay fever, which, you know, is pretty common. And if anything, it just made summer sports a bit more uncomfortable, you know. But I can't imagine actually exercising being the catalyst for my allergy. And, yeah, that blew my mind. Like, that completely blew my mind. Um, if you'd yeah. like to expand on that at all, that would be amazing. Yeah, it is a, it is a bit of a strange one, and it? The diagnosis which I didn't fully understand when I was told about it but basically what exercise induced anaphylaxis is is someone can participate in physical activity and then just have an anaphylactic shot um, so yeah being a tennis player and I had a few reactions whilst playing tennis I think you you asked the other day whether that put me off or not and if I had doubts whether going back on court but I feel in my situation it gave me more motivation to train harder to push through and it made me prouder with the smaller achievements. So say I won the first round match, but got knocked out in the second round. I'd still be proud that I actually turned up and managed my allergies on the day because you can, like you've touched on before and you've studied this, I'm sure, you could be like externally motivated and internally. But I think having allergies, it's made me realise that the internal achievements are like as good as the external. So yeah, I think being able to play the sport that you love is an an opportunity in itself so yeah it's not something that you should take for granted and exercise induced anaphylaxis and my other allergies has helped me realize that and like ground myself that's um so amazing to hear how you're constantly you know like you said you've got that extra thing you know a lot of people would say is holding you back and the fact that you could still compete at a level and like you said it's an extra achievement isn't it it's like the idea that um you would have that anxiety there naturally like you'd be weird if you didn't but the uh, the idea that you've still gone past that and I think you'll love in the future looking into sports nutrition and the idea that for me I, I've dabbled in sports nutrition and the idea that you could come up with a meal plan for someone and then they've got allergies was like a slight hindrance but I viewed it in a completely different way that these people are really going out of their way to change their goal their goal is made that much further away yet you're still pursuing it which is amazing and there really Thank is you. no excuse for people like myself that like I said food is not an issue I'm not a fussy eater I'm not you know I don't have an allergy 
and the fact that you're still competing at that amazing level, you're still studying and doing everything that I'm doing with these extra drawbacks that are completely out of your control and you're still as positive and influential as you are is such an awesome um, position to be in. And, Thanks so much for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And like I said, you get what you put out and the fact that you were putting out this amazing energy was something I wanted to be a part of. So um, yeah, let's, let's keep it rolling. It's, it's awesome. Um, so we have touched upon that anxiety aspect and something that I've become very, very interested in the last few years um, has been mental health in sport and how it's something that is slowly becoming a lot more apparent. Um, we can always say that in the last few years, mental health has been um, something that we've always been pushed to talk about and be a lot more aware of. However, in a lot of situations, it's not always considered a major factor. Um, and I think being from a similar generational period, maybe I'm slightly on the end of yours, is that uh, sport, for example, you imagine top footballers. So obviously my, my uh, area of interest is football. There's a lot of stipulation around how mental health is looked after. And for example, my area of uh, aspiration and what I want my career to be in is within sports psychology. Sports psychology is a very, very recent profession. Like that's only been around really for like 20, 30 years. And there's been a whole generation of footballers that haven't experienced high level support in those areas. And for yourself, I just wondered if, um, how does your awareness of mental well-being uh, influence your own journey and your platform? Um, and then how can you encourage mental well-being through your allergies page? You have already touched on it a little bit, but um, is this something that you're always striving to make sure that people have their mind right before they embark on something as potentially life-threatening as allergies? Yeah, definitely. I think you touched on it earlier, but mental health isn't something before it wasn't spoken about at all. And it we're in a fortunate time now where it is being spoken about a bit more and the stigma sort of um, like vanishing from it. But yeah, I definitely think mental well-being is so important, especially when living with a medical condition, is it it can determine your recovery process as well. I know it's easier said than done and people would hate me if I just said, you know, hey, anyway, if they said smile for it or it's not that bad. But taking care of your mental health, I've said it before, but it will reflect on your physical well-being. And you will find ways of dealing with it, whether that is through blogging, which is what I found I resorted to um, but you have to find ways which do you doesn't have to make any sense to anybody else as long as it helps you and you find that it helps yourself and your mental being then that is so important and like I say it's been overlooked but it is something that needs to be spoken about more. Definitely and we pride ourselves in being a port of call for people if they're listening or they've come across our pages that we're always open to receiving those messages and it's also lovely that people feel that they can confide in you and um, we're not professionals at all we don't claim to be but the idea is that we are potentially people that have gone through that same situation um as a younger person in a similar area of interest so um like i said guys if you come across our pages and stuff we're always open to a chat uh, don't hesitate yeah. at all um so yeah that's that's awesome that you're trying to put that out and the fact that you recognize that as well because i'd be worried if you turned around and said, no, I feel incredibly supported. You know, I'd feel that there'd been a massive gap there between my experience of sport and education, which is, you know, all I've known up to this point going to university. Um, I joke that this time next year I'll have graduated and I'll be in that phase of unsure um, and sort of anxious, anxiously waiting to see where my, my next step goes. 
and the fact that we've got so much on offer yeah it can still be so daunting kind of there is a lot on offer and it's definitely something that you need to look into a lot and i think ensuring that young people have set places to go to which is becoming a lot more apparent but at some points online especially social media can dilute what is really really important and we're always of course striving to put out the best content um, and the most resourceful um which you definitely do um which is amazing to see um we spoke about that you'd been studying um smart targets and that's something that i said will follow you all the way through your um sport education it's something that i think a lot of people should put into their daily lives um i've tried journaling recently to try and keep track of mine it hasn't been going brilliantly recently but i i kind of am blaming uni i'm a very <laughs> impulsive person um but i love the idea of setting goals for the future uh, for yourself and for your platform so do you have any uh, short-term and long-term goals in mind? Yeah, I, um, I mentioned the other day, but I did smart targets um, during my BTEC lesson yesterday. So yeah, this is perfect. Great question. <laughs> but I think, yes, my short-term goal for allergies involved is to continue what I'm doing as it's such a strong passion of mine. And I'm so fortunate to have had these opportunities, but I really want to build on my material as I don't want to put out content for the sake of putting it out. I want it to be useful, can be used as a reference for parents, teachers, uh, fellow students, whoever. And I, want, I really want to improve like, my production of content. In, in regards to like, long-term goals, I'm always going to strive for allergies involved to be a career, as it would be absolutely amazing. Um, and everything that I do related to allergies involved, I like, enjoy it so much. So yeah, if I could do that as a career, that would be amazing. Um, but overall, I want to raise awareness for anaphylaxis, but to narrow it down, specifically in this schooling environment, as I've spoken to parents and fellow students. And it's a topic that's not understood as well as like, other topics and other conditions. As it is understandable because it's not like maths. You get drilled with formulas every week and allergies aren't something that you are made aware of unless it personally affects you or someone that you know. And it's so, invisible, like, isn't it? You wouldn't know just is, by yeah. looking at someone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, if you if you aren't made aware of it, then you won't know how to help someone having an anaphylactic shock or how to support them. So, in the schooling environment, that can be vital. And there is the the um the impact of like peer pressure and you know, just the general schooling environment that can have an impact on those living with anaphylaxis. But um, I'm fortunate to have attended a secondary school where the awareness was there and the understanding was there with the teachers and other students and I'm going I'm in sixth form now and the awareness continues so I am fortunate in in that sense I know that doesn't apply to everybody who attends school I had a message the other month from a lovely year eight student who said that their school wasn't willing to support her with allergies and that gives me the motivation and urge to really push through and prevent anybody else feeling like this and support those who are experiencing it at the minute so it's, it's just things like that where it really builds my motivation to really push through with reason awareness specifically in the school environment. Awesome. So that's amazing to think that you've inspired someone to reach out. Um, maybe this is something that I haven't mentioned before, but maybe so do you have what are your channels then for people that want to learn more, but also maybe become more of a unit? Do you have any so your community aspect must be huge. It's very, very niche. It's very directed at a specific audience something that i find my audience struggles with because i'm quite vague currently um 
which you know is not a bad thing of course but it's no. very very hard to get the specific attention of the right people you've got a perfect um whether it's a blessing or a curse you've got that perfect reason to have this audience um how are you going to encourage this whole movement as a whole i know there's a lot of major people in the scene like i said um the podcast with daniel kelly he's a big figure in the um yeah. in that community and i'm sure you're well on your way to being a pillar of that community how can you encourage that community to attract new people and to, for them to feel confident to put their ideas forward as well is that something that maybe you're looking forward to in the long term yeah i'm, I'm so looking forward to it and thanks very much and also the the RG community is so inspiring i didn't know that there were so many advocates out there when I first joined in with the community, there were so many accounts sharing their allergy journey and I knew that straight away, I'm so passionate about it and it's something that I want to be a part of. And it's growing, like you see blogs being created literally every week. Somebody says, I've got an allergy blog, make sure you check it out. And it's so amazing to see other people sharing their journey as well and just the community growing as a whole. And but like to say, Daniel Kelly, there's other advocates in the community who are doing amazing jobs. I can't say too much again, but they're planning different campaigns and it's amazing to be involved in some as well. So, yeah, it's something that I want to build on. Like I say, if I can have this as a career, that would be amazing. Um, but if you, I think my main platform would be allergiesinvolved.com, which has all of my animations, my blogs, the blogs from other founders of um, brands, of brand, um, free from brands and just awareness brands as a, as a whole. So I definitely recommend checking that out and also their own website and blogs as well. So. Yeah, I think that's my main platform um, and also a YouTube channel where the animations are primarily uploaded. Um, like I said, I want to grow it and develop it and just refocus on one point out there so it is actually useful and beneficial to those who do visit the site. Yeah, guys, I can definitely vouch for that. Um, your website and your graphics are amazing. Um, it's very eye-catching and definitely to the point. Um, just to reiterate, you can uh, reach Talina's website at uh, www.allergiesandbold.com um, at Allergies and Bold on Instagram, which is where I first connected with yourself. And that that's so cool. And I think starting at an educational point of um, educational stage in life is only going to set these young people up to continue to thrive with this. Uh, I, I mean, in the nicest way when I say drawback, because for myself, I, I can only imagine, I don't know how I deal with that. Um, but you know what I mean when I say it is something yeah, extra yeah. that could hold them back if they let it. Uh, but starting at an educational stage is something that is going to form part of these healthy habits as they move on to sort of young adults and sort of higher education, for example, or just getting involved in a career straight out of college, which is um, definitely, I think you've picked a really good niche there to get involved in. Thank and you. I think working with children and young people is inspiring. That's why I do what I do. Um, and that's why I'm studying what I'm studying. Cause I like to know how these young people think and how I can get the best out of these people. And every day is different. So um, I think you'll really, really enjoy that in the long term. Um, Thank you. Yes. And yeah, the community is an amazing thing. Community is something that I'm really trying to build on my page. Um, I very, very recently created a smaller Facebook group that yeah. uh, I do have a lot of people, um, who are friends of friends kind of thing. I have a very, it's a very mutual at the moment. I'm trying to expand that past my initial sort of circles. Um, but I do have a lot of people on the daily that drop into my DMs and say they enjoy my content or they like something that I've shared. I try and share as much from other creators as I can. Um, yourself being a very, very 
um, inspirational creator. And obviously you do have quite a big following, which for me is humbling that you'd want to spend your time and sit down and have this chat. Well, I love what you stand for. It's, it's great to be working with you because like I say, the optimistic vision, it's not something that you're born with. You, you can adopt it and through your page, that's helped me. So working together, hopefully we can inspire more people to adopt that attitude as well. Definitely. Thank you. And it's, it's addictive, isn't it? It's a good addiction to have is constantly believing that you can act upon the things that you want to achieve. And like I said, I'm really trying to push myself out of my comfort zone to be an advocate for that running these hundred miles that I never thought I'd do. Um, yeah. Running has just been my outlet at the moment. Um, my studies are obviously something that comes first, but then I'm sharing pages of other people I believe are, are putting out there just to name a few. Uh, my friend Niall put himself out there on TikTok. Uh, he's basically amassed, I think he just hit 13,000 followers this morning. That was literally been about two months in the making. Um, my friend Ellis is a brand new PT. My friend Sophie's a brand new PT. Um, and just surrounding yourself with these people that are really trying to develop themselves uh, alongside yourself in a whole new area to me um, is brilliant because you can all come together and create such amazing content. And um, yeah, you can keep pushing each other on. It's brilliant. It's, it's infectious, it's influential, and um, it's addictive. And that's what we're trying to put forward, isn't it? Through everything that we've just said. And um, yeah, that's just, I think we've pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything there. Was there anything you wanted to ask me explicitly um, before we go, before we sort of do our last plug before we leave? Yes, yeah, so I'm sure other listeners will be interested in hearing this as well. But um, what was your motivation to start Optimism Vision? And have you faced any challenges by doing it? Oh, good question. So you are. Um, so I'm going to remember a lot of a lot of what I said before, but I think I started the Optimism Vision as an Instagram page. Um, I don't think it was always called the Optimism Vision. I wanted to keep it as anonymous as possible. Um, as you can imagine, there's definitely um, male stereotypes when it comes to sport, and I was very very conscious of that at one point in time, and I never wanted it to become like a uh get massive page it was more something that i was just doing to say to myself right i've done this today i've done this this is i've achieved these small steps into a journey of fitness um which then became um a mental well-being journey as well um so i've documented a lot on that and it basically was just a almost like a diary i'd say of myself proving to myself that if i haven't uploaded today or haven't sort of shared a bit of content that I haven't engaged in something new. And then, so this process became an optimistic mindset of, right, what do I want to achieve a few weeks time or a few months time? And it grew and grew and grew. And then of course, connecting with other people, I thought, right, um, I want to put out my own content and coronavirus happened. And after 18 months of this page, kind of just being a specialized feed that was separate from my personal profiles, um, it definitely became something I had a lot more time to put into and something that a lot more people were engaging with. You can imagine we were all uh, isolated in lockdown. Um, and I, I did notice the numbers were skyrocket for like a few weeks and it was something that I wanted to keep going. Um, and like you said, my hundred miles in August was a good excuse to post every day and let people know how I was doing and put my face out there, which again gave it a more human quality, um, which I think definitely sets you apart from a lot of the accounts on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, it was something for myself, I think. Yeah, I think it's definitely something you need to do. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I started. Challenges, I think the hardest part is regularly posting. 
and it's not posting for the hell of it. Like you said, you, you mentioned it, you want to make sure your content is always viable and always engaging. But it's so hard, isn't it, to keep that momentum going when you haven't always got something to post about. Um, yeah. And especially now that I'm doing my dissertation this year um, from home, which is obviously completely new, unheard of up to this point. But the idea that I'm still going to be trying to put out content and connecting with these other people, because if anything, it makes my uni work better because I'm more motivated to be productive and to get things done. And so if anything, it, as long as it doesn't become procrastination to me it's definitely something I'm going to keep doing but yeah um, and I definitely yeah. think you should because I like to say it's such an important matter and your you know optimism vision will grow like if you keep doing what you're doing it definitely will and people should be promoting it because it's not something that you know everybody has it's something that you can adopt so it's definitely something that needs to be promoted a lot more awesome and yeah thank you I, I you're so right it's something that you get to choose whether you implement it in your life or not. Um, the only person who's ever going to benefit from it is you. The only person who's ever going to lose out from it is you. So it is completely subjective. Um, stop. If you find yourself scrolling through social media and looking at people and going, I wish I was in their position. They've, they've been in your position at some point. Um, every day is a chance to start fresh. Uh, one of my favorite uh, sort of, quick quotes from like when I first started my page was it can either be day one or one day like that mindset between choosing when you're going to start your journey is completely up to you and that kind of formed my the process starts and ends with you because it's completely on your shoulders all of the time yeah I love that I love that <laughs> thank you but um yeah I think we, we're pretty much ready to wrap things up um I'm glad today has felt a lot more relaxed. I think yesterday we had a few issues with uh, setting up how we were going to do our call. And um, today has obviously gone a lot smoother. Um, I've definitely got a recording tab in my top yeah. corner. So, uh, don't make that mistake again. No, that I won't. Big. It's fine. But um, thank you so much, Selena, for coming on. And like I said, for yourself being from a, such a bigger platform in comparison to mine, it was so nice to have a whole fresh perspective on something that I've dabbled in and haven't really given much thought to because like I said it doesn't affect me and it's definitely opened my eyes to a whole different aspect of sports science and my potential career in the future um, yeah. and I wish you all the best and of course we're going to be staying in contact and we're going to be putting some stuff out over the next uh, week or so which I really really look forward to doing yeah well thanks so much for having me on board and I'm so looking forward to like, our collaboration like you said at the end there and also hearing your story too um, yeah so thanks so much for having me on board no problem I hope to speak to you again soon and uh, that concludes the podcast. Cool. Thank you.